You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Back to Partido Partido podcast, the English speaking podcast about all things Atleti. Uh, another win for Atleti, and what do you know? Onosarismo is back all of a sudden, and we couldn't be happier uh, with a very sudden return for the uh, classic Simeone system, the, uh, the ultimate way to enjoy football. Uh, joining me as well is Emmanuel. How are you doing, Emmanuel? I'm doing good, and you at very good. And um, so let's get right into it. Uh, as mentioned, Atleti picked up another 1-0 win, uh, this time away against Rayo Vallecano. Uh, it didn't come easy. Um, Emmanuel, please give us your thoughts about the game. Well, like mentioned on the pre-match podcast, uh, which we did, sorry, like mentioned on the podcast, which we did, before the game, we talked about the fact that Valekas is not the top ground to go there. And I think Aliti are just uh, the third team to have beaten Rayo at home. This piece says a lot how this says a lot about how Adoni Iriaula's team are good at home. Well, it was a really close game and and was decided by a goal from Kuki because 
It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't easy. The first 30 minutes of the game was really, really, really close. We did both defense, both defenses cancelling each other out. Aliti created the better chances with this man having two chances and one being saved by Dimitrievski and the other he couldn't capitalize because if he touched the border would have given Aliti the lead. But as the game progressed, Aliti tried to impose their dominance, trying to they were first on the second ball, like Senor said in his post match in his post-match press conference. Aliti did not really have an outstanding game, but there were some players who were really good, like for example, Rinaldo, who basically controlled the left hand side on his own. And one of the things that in my opinion that guaranteed Aliti's victory for this game was Aliti minimized the threat Rayo Vallecano possessed from the wings. On the left, you have the Garcia Savaro and Frank Garcia on the right. You have Easy and then you have Bailadu, but you mostly have us captain Oscar Chiho operating in the right half space and you have Renido basically shutting out those three guys. That was really amazing to see. And his battle against Bebe was really one in which he came out on top all the time, which was amazing. Like we just said in the last podcast, him coming to Aliti has really boosted the club in so many ways, not just in defense, but also in attack. And we see a lot of the players whose performances have improved. Recently, we also in fine form. You had De Paul, you had Koke, you had Lorente too. But one, my the thing that impressed me most from this game was the amount of players Aliti had in the box each time. I think Lorente had to maybe give a cutback or put a cross into the box. In my opinion, that's been the reason why Aliti has scored so so many goals this week. because over the years the amount of players they are committing forward is improving, is increasing. Sorry which means you have more opportunities to score goals, especially from Laurentiis one. <clears throat> if you remember on previous podcasts, you have been criticizing the fact that there are no many options in the box and that results in also we have one-dimensional runs from the players in the box, but now we have so many players which kind of make it dynamic. Overall, that was an important win in the title, if, sorry, for the top four race, given Alexis rivals like Villarreal and Betis. At dropping points and Aliti have just Barcelona to worry about who playing in the classical later tonight. Um, so uh, it's not just El Clasico, uh, but there are uh, multiple teams that Atleti are competing with, uh, which have uh, tough matches uh, today. Uh, Betty's already uh, dropped points uh, with a draw against Celta Vigo. Uh, Varia lost against Cadiz and Sevilla uh, drew against Real Sociedad. Uh, so this puts Atleti three points behind Sevilla, uh, who are in second. Uh, they're obviously three points ahead of Barca, who haven't played El Clasico yet. Uh, we're recording right before the Clasico. Uh, they're four points ahead of Betis and six points ahead of uh, Sociedad. Uh, nine points ahead Head of VRL. So uh, the the this run of form really revived revived Atleti's season. Uh, five wins in a row, and hopefully many more to come. Uh, you can't praise Ronaldo enough. Uh, really, really changed the sides. Uh, you know, defensive quality and uh, improved it in an in a matter that. Uh, even the most optimistic person wouldn't have uh, imagined. Um, 
All Black obviously had a good match and really is starting to, to look more and more like the All Black of old. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, plenty of other players uh, had a, uh, a, a brilliant match. Um, let's talk about uh, Koke, uh, for starters. Uh, for the goal, uh, obviously uh, a brilliant 1-2 with Felix, who we will discuss later, and then a brilliant finish uh, to the far post. Uh, it, it was an unsavable shot, really, and uh, really good from the captain, but he had an outstanding match, uh, even if you remove the goal. Uh, he created a, a chance for Griezmann really early in the match uh, with a pass that, uh, I mean, it, it, it wasn't a it wasn't an easy pass to make, and uh, I, I don't think many players have been able to execute it to perfection uh, like Koke did. Uh, Griezmann could have uh, could have uh, could have finished it better, but uh, it ultimately ended with a corner for Atleti. Uh, so uh, I asked you this question uh, after the United game. Uh, you weren't very convinced, uh, but right now, uh, do you think uh, the uh, Koke uh, of old is starting to uh, return. Uh, is he starting to pick form again? Uh, and like, do you think the uh, this injury uh, really gave him the rest that he needed? Well, I said last time that the injury came as a blessing in disguise because that gave gave him the rest he needed, given the amount of games he played last year. Or- Played for Aleti, played almost. I think he was one of the players who played almost every game. Then he also was a starter for Spain at the Euros. That was good. Well, that's just two games, and I'm happy for him because when Koke plays well, Aleti plays well. Given he's like Cholo Simeon on the pitch, he's like he's like our he's like the brains behind how we play. He has the tactical intelligence. I don't, and I think more than anyone else in the squad. So seeing him having a little bit of consistency is great, and he looks like he's not. He was. He was not meant to be the player to play as the deep as a holding midfielder. I had a discussion with someone on Twitter about this, but it seems I was wrong because I thought he could do that like he did last season. But seeing him playing as one of the interior midfielders is where the he has the way we have seen the best of best of Koke this season able to have that kind of freedom to impact the game both in offense and in defense and not having a lot of ground to cover as was the case when he played as a holding midfielder. So I think so far so good and I'm and I'm sure he can get back to the player he was. Like Chulu said, he had a bad spell and now he's back like all players do. So hopefully he can keep on with this form and that makes a little much more better. Mm-hmm. Very well. Um, and uh, another player which is having a really good uh, form right now, uh, DePaul. Uh, and we did talk about him in the last episode, uh, really looking more and more like the player we were hoping to see. Uh, had a phenomenal, ma- uh, phenomenal match uh, against uh, Rayo. Um, and uh, for me, uh, he was the man of the match uh, really controlled the uh, the midfield uh, alongside Koke um, and 
both of them uh, really thrive uh, when they aren't playing as a pivot. Uh, Herrera uh, had to be the uh, one uh, making the sacrifice and playing out of position uh, to cover for them. And he's obviously not the best choice uh, to play in that position, but uh, he did slot in there when needed. Uh, thankfully, Kondogbia is uh, uh, returned from an injury and is getting eased to uh, the uh, the lineup again. Uh, picked up minutes uh, both against United and uh, against Rayo. And uh, yeah, it's, it really feels uh, much more safe with Kondogbia on the pitch. Uh, but uh, not only uh, for the defense, but but also frees both of these amazing players uh, going forward. So let's hope we see more of that. Um, now uh, let's talk about another player that really is getting unlocked uh, and is hitting a really good form recently as Zhao Felix. Uh, he has eight goal contributions now in the last nine matches uh, and an assist uh, in the last game. Uh, to, to add to that tally, and uh, all, all around just a, uh, a a brilliant performance from Zhao Felix. Uh, what are your thoughts about his current form and his match uh, yesterday? Well, I think everybody in the footballing world knows Felix is a super talented player. He has what it, he has what it takes to be among the best in the world, and. Like I tweeted yesterday, he's now playing like the Felix we saw last season from August to December and him playing without injury because he said last season though he came back from injury, he was still playing with the pain, but he looks like he's injury free and that's great for him and also great for Aleti. But Felix in form, I will not say just down to him, but also down to tactics solo change. Last time we talked about the fact that you have not seen so many things that have changed tactical wise, but I think there have been a lot of things that has changed, and one of them is the freedom Felix now has. From August to December last season, he kind of operated on the right-hand side, where, he, oh, sorry, on the left-hand side, where the team was built around him, and he dropped the he linked up, Jack players out of position, do what he's good at, on and off the ball with his movement and everything. And this season, is based, it is similar, but the difference is now that he now has the freedom of playing I would say as a nine because most of most of those games in which he has been very good, we have not seen him play alongside Suarez, Korea, maybe and now Griezmann. So he has kind of had the freedom to do so many, so much more. That means he has less defensive duties to do, and that is great for him because, in my opinion, Felix is more effective when he sees so much of the ball and him as an outlet for Aliti when Aliti are about to launch a counter. As we saw against United, as we saw also against Rayo, it's great for him because he sees more of the ball and it was also a similar case against B. But his mentality has also improved. He's not like the player who gets frustrated easily. He tries to keep on going, keep on going. It's like the Partido, Partido, or the Nunkane, they has the grace now finally in him and you can then see the result. So Felix doing well is wonderful news for Aleti and the club and because he was brought in to be the new face when Griezmann left, Aleti spent so much money for him and we have been seeing patience and 
he has now finally adapted, in my opinion, and is now showing us what he can do. And that link up of this man is just superb, and that's something we we'll talk about. And in my opinion, if that can continue, then that's great for Aliti, like I said, and also great for him personally. Very well. Um, so, uh, as mentioned, uh, he uh, his head form uh, since uh, uh, Atleti stopped playing with with a nine on the pitch. Uh, obviously, the only nine available in the squad is Suarez. Uh, Felix, uh, when partnered with uh, Griezmann and Correa, has been at at his best, as as you said. And uh, not only uh, not only are we seeing less of him uh, on the defensive side, but uh, another uh, strength uh, which is coming to light recently is how good uh, he is at positioning himself uh, in order uh, to get this scoring opportunity. And we saw that uh, multiple times with his goals, uh, just being at the right place uh, in order to to finish the chance, and uh, I think that's an underrated, uh, you know, feat in in a, in a player. Uh, so yeah, uh, hopefully we uh, see more of that from Jao Felix, and he continues his uh, amazing form. Um, so this did come at the expense of Luis Suarez, which uh, obviously has accepted being the super sub, the uh, the player that comes off the bench. Uh, in most matches and sometimes doesn't even come off the bench. Uh, but even in that role, he seems to be struggling. Uh, obviously, Atleti uh, were trying to protect the lead when he came on. Uh, and multiple, uh, you know, m most of the chances that he got uh, were ones where he had to chase the ball, uh, where Atleti were on the counter. And that's obviously not uh, Suarez's uh, best uh, best position uh, at the moment, since uh, he he has unfunctional knees and can barely run anymore. Uh, so, what are your thoughts about uh, Suarez's current struggles? Well, Suarez's current struggles are down to him, in my opinion. I'm not saying sorry, I'm not down to him, but down to age. You cannot beat age. He's no more the mobile Suarez, which we saw in MSN or saw at Liverpool. His lack of mobility is what has made him not to be a starter and to be a super sub. And in my opinion, at the moment, I think games in which you will see the best of Suarez will be games where Aliti really need a goal and they are on the front foot. They have more of the ball. They are playing more in the opponent's half. Those are the games in which we are going to see Suarez come to life because he's not very mobile, but in the box. He's, he still has that predatory instincts in the box in which it's like he's in front of you and later he's behind you, so those type of, of things. So that was, like we said last time, that was one of the greatest, great calls Cholo made and that also changed Aleti's fortune. So I think him accepting that role is kind of also great for everybody and also great for the atmosphere in the, in the dressing room. So going forward, well, I think many will agree he is going to be leaving this summer and Aleti will not be renewing, which is okay for, I think, everybody. And also, we can still count on Suarez. Remember, that's the guy who helped us win the league last season. And he's here, he's on nine goals. And I'm sure 
he just know there's a time there he still has some things to contribute. Like I said, maybe in games where Aliti need to go and I pressing really deep because if the current way Aliti are playing will not suit him very much. You just talk about positioning being one of Felix's greatest Felix's most under, one of Felix's underrated attribute, which is true, but Suarez also has that, but the difference between both is the fact that Felix can run at defenders with the ball and he's more mobile, he has the legs, why Suarez doesn't have that. So, in my opinion, it's just age and I think last season he kind of squeezed out the last juice which he had and he gave his all for the club and this season he kind of ran out of it. Um, so, yeah, uh, no matter what happens, uh, if he does get a renewal, which is looking more and more, more likely, or not, uh, we will remember Suarez uh, for a uh, an amazing time he had at the club. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, let's save the, uh, the talk about uh, his departure or not. Uh, <laughs> Uh, until the uh, the end of the season, uh, hopefully we do see Suarez contributing more uh, in the upcoming matches. Uh, so we we might see more of him uh, since Correa uh, seems to be uh, getting a suspension right now. Uh, he got a red card against Rayo uh, for something he said uh, to the referee, uh, an insult, obviously. Uh, the current rumors are uh, saying that he will be out for two matches, uh, although some are saying it could uh, be up to four matches, but uh, the most likely uh, uh, ban currently is two matches, so uh, we will rem- uh, it remains to be seen uh, what, what the uh, situation will be with Korea. Uh, but uh, at the moment, uh, Atleti will have a an, an international break, um, and uh, Emmanuel, what do you think? Uh, is this a good time or a bad time for it? Well, that's a very tough question, but because you have players like Koke, Rodrigo De Paul are finding their feet, and which is which has, we have play, many players individually who are improving, like Oblak. You, Jimenez, Oke, Rodrigo De Paul, and you kind of wondered with him to continue, but now you have a kind of break, which most of them are going to be leaving for international duties. And seeing Oke in the Spanish national side is obviously good because we have an elite player there. But I kind of feel like he needed the rest. He just back from an injury. He has played back to back games in the space of, I think, four days, three days, and now. You have to go. We have to go to the international duties and represent Spain again. Well, it's kind of depend on which angle you look at it from, because Alexia has played so many games. The games have come to come fast, and maybe this kind of a rest in which maybe Kolo can Kolo can maybe check about other things. Things he can things the team need to improve, like being consistent for ninety minutes. Because to be honest, in that Rayo game, there were moments in which Aliti were sixes or sevens in defense. And Aliti, after the break, Aliti have a levels. And you have City in the space of, I think, one week. So, if I'm not mistaken. So, they depend on which angle you look at it. I don't really think it's positive or negative, but I'm kind of neutral about it, given. 
some players like maybe after the he has Korea, he has an ankle injury. Maybe after the after the international break, he'll be back and like you just said, he has too much ban, which in my opinion is really outrageous. And you have players like Daniel Vasun, which who may come back from injury after the break. No one knows. And you have Condombia who's going to return from injury and this break may be good for him. So in my opinion, it depends on how you look it. But this kind of maybe disrupts disrupts a latest rhythm of consecutive wins in La Liga and also games undefeated. I mean, uh, uh, yes, it does uh, uh, come uh, at an at a time where Atleti are in good form. Uh, it could disrupt them, uh, but uh, I do think the positives outweigh the negatives. Since uh, after the international break, uh, Lamar will be back. Uh, Versailles will be back. Kondogbia will be more match fit. Uh, Carrasco obviously is already back from injury. Will be back from suspension. Uh, and uh, both Cunha and uh, Daniel Vass could also return uh, after the international break. Uh, so as long as Atleti don't lose other players uh, to injuries in during the international break, then uh, hopefully Atleti will have a, a full squad available for the upcoming matches. Uh, so that would be a, a, a massive uh, a massive thing for for them, uh, which uh, I don't think that I don't think it happened all season. So uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we do get that uh, uh, for the rest of the season. Um, so uh, you you mentioned the uh, the Champions League draw. Uh, Atleti uh, were drawn against Manchester City. Uh, what are your thoughts about the the Champions League draw? Well, in my opinion, that's one of the opponents I do not want Atleti to be drawn against because given Atleti's played this season, that City are basically the worst opponent for us to be playing against. I know people will talk about the fact about Cholo's history against Pep, talking going back basically 2016 and the rest, but it's not playing City is really bad for Atleti because Atleti are playing, thinking back to the game against Barcelona, I know. The six and six and Aleti being bad in defense were the reasons why I think we lost that game. But we are playing against a team in which they'll be able to pass the ball fluidly. And though we saw Aleti's press was good against United, but United are not as good as playing the ball from the back as it. And playing against a team means Aleti have to defend. Aleti will have to defend more, defend deeper and deeper, which is really bad. If you know what I mean, giving Aleti six to this season. When each time the team defends deeper and deeper, you just have that feeling that Aliti are going to concede the goal. And that's how Pep teams like to force the opponent defending against their box. And I basically watched their game against Southampton today in the league club match that they won 4-1. And I think the first half, they were they are, they are a team who are vulnerable on the counter, like many high teams who many teams who play high, high defensive line. Aliti can take take advantage of that with the attacking powers they have. Well, I don't want to be pessimistic, but I hope Aleti qualify. But I'm not really sure our chances are that high. But well, Aleti are at their best when our backs are against the wall. And this is a, another scenario. But looking at things tactically and maybe trying to analyze it, you don't really see that much chance for Aleti. But well, Aleti have enough firepower. And with so many of the players improving, improving their individual performance, and you have Jose Maria acting as the leader centrally covering up for teammates very well. 
Well, one never knows, but I'm not really optimistic. Well, one thing's for certain, and it's no cadet has the care. So, um, I mean, uh, like like you said, uh, Man Manchester City are one of the better teams left in the Champions League. Uh, they have tremendous uh, firepower, uh, firepower uh, up front, but also a, a stunning defense. Uh, it's difficult to break them, uh, and you know they will create so many chances uh, uh, going forward. So uh, it's definitely not going to be easy, and play are definitely the underdogs uh, in in this tie. Uh, but uh, we uh, we were drawn uh, against. Uh, sides that were as tough and uh, you know Simeone managed to find a way to squeeze Atleti through uh, uh, so uh, yeah I mean it's not impossible it is improbable uh, but uh, yeah we we will uh, just have wait and see how it goes and we will co uh, cover it in more detail in, in a future episode um, so uh, um, our, our friend Emiliano uh, uh, drew a a nice comparison and said uh, the uh, if Atleti are to go through uh, it'll be like the uh, Rocky movie where he just uh, keeps on getting punched over and over and you just start wondering how is he still up uh, and eventually he just has enough uh, power in him to land a a uh, a knockout uh, so yeah if if Atleti are to go through I imagine it, it'll be something similar to that uh, Atleti have done it uh, in the past. Uh, hopefully, they can do it again. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's uh, all we, we can say about Mad City right now. But partido a partido, it's not the next match. The next match is against Alaves, uh, a team uh, uh, Atleti lost against in the uh, in the first half of the season. Uh, Emil, uh, Emmanuel, please give us your thoughts about that game. Well, Alaves have sacked which was the coach in charge when Alaves defeated Aliti and Menzi Rosa, and now you have Menzi Liban in charge. And Menzi Liban is a coach, is at Menzi Liban's teams, that's basically Eba, have always given Aliti a lot to think about their high pressing and the rest, but his Alaves side are really struggling. For example, they are defending against Granada this weekend's 3 2 defeat from set pieces was really, really shocking. They were going for zonal marking, and you have three players not really at the far post, but I can say from the center of the goal to the far post, and they are really on mark. So he's still trying to get his idea along. The first games is like, well, Medliba is maybe going to help them stay up because it's kind of, you could see his blueprints, how he wants his team to play, but there is still a lot for him to improve and the team is still not really not really let me not say playing but not really have not really grasped Mendeliba's idea. So Aliti are playing a team who is let me say you don't really know what to expect from them. But one thing you know is that they are going to be playing a high pressing game and you don't know if they are going to be effective at it or they are going to be defective. But like it's like with Koke and the Paul coming back to recently it's good for Aliti because we need a lot of more pass players who can those our we need our 
players who are good at passing the ball to be on top game against Mendeleeva's side. Well, it's a game everybody are, expect Aditi to win, but it's not going to be easy given we are playing against a team who has a lot to fight for. Where they are, it's looking like they are going to be relegated, but they are not yet relegated, so it's going to be tough. But I do expect Aditi to win given what we have seen recently and I will expect somebody like Columbia to shine again because second balls are against Mendeleeva's team, second balls are always key. And if we can win the second ball battle, then we win the game. Very well. Um, so uh, we, we'll have to say, uh, we'll have to wait and see what uh, changes Simeone makes to the starting lineup uh, in light of the uh, players returning from injury. And uh, you know uh, any other changes that could happen during the international break. Um, so yeah, uh, I suppose that's uh, that covers everything for uh, the Alavis game. Uh, now let's move on and talk about uh, some of the loaned players. Uh, we're uh, gonna discuss uh, uh, some of them in right now and uh, in future episodes, uh, starting with. Uh, the both players that are loaned out to Mirandes, uh, Sergio Cameo and uh, Roro Riquelme. Uh, both of them seem to be enjoying their time in Segunda. Uh, Cameo played 27 matches, scored 11 goals, 3 assists. Uh, so that's a, a goal contribution every 150 minutes. Uh, whereas Riquelme, uh, in 27 matches, uh, has four goals and seven assists, a goal contribution every 130 minutes. Uh, Emmanuel, uh, what are your thoughts about both players and uh, what, what do you think the future holds for them? Uh, do you think they are ready for a, uh, for a to be part of the squad, uh, maybe as a bench option? Do you think they're, they should be loaned out again, but this time to a, a mid-table La Liga Side. Well, I'm going to start with their future and I'm going to say for players coming from the B team, it's really uncertain how their future is at Aliti, given the club kind of go for sh- a lot of short term projects and not something long. And because Cholo has to keep on rebuilding the squad, maybe after two or three years, so it's kind of difficult to say if they'll be part of the team or not. But we always hope that they are going to make it to the first team. Well, I don't think both are, are ready, but if I'm to choose one, that would be Rikemi. I think he has been he's been on fine form and in my opinion, given his he has been out on loan longer than Camilo, he has a lot of experience and will be good for the team. But the issue is position he plays in has so many options in the first team, which is bad for him. Going to their loan spells at Mirandes, well, both players have are doing great there. You had Camilo who had a a good start and has been a starter since he arrived there. Given he offers a lot to the team, just more than goals. He's good off the ball. He's good in the box. His link-up is great. Though his physicality is not the best, but him having this first loan spell is going to improve a lot of things about him. And as for Rikeomi, he kind of had to walk his way into the team, given he was he came in and you have a son who was basically playing was a starter and he had to prove that he could offer more because Hassan is a very good dribbler, but well, he has a lot of downsides 
because you know most of the players who are very good dribbler they don't really offer much goal threat and since Hassan is still 19 year old he's growing he has a lot of to improve yeah, back to Rikelmi Rikelmi had to walk his way into the team and he's basically a vital piece now for, for Mirandes because he offers a lot more to them he scores he assists he's averaging a goal he's, he has 0.81 goals and assists per 90 that's really great from, from him and it's not just that he also has the work rate to win a lot of a lot of duels value the grand duels make the interception and recover the ball back for his team so Basically, yeah, both of them are doing really good, and we all hope. My issue is for many of such players who are going out alone with a vision of playing for Aleti to have a chance at the first team, many things will have to change. And it's like we'll not see the club spot, but the club will need to have a long term project and not the short term refreshes. Like, for example, yeah, I think it's like a like I think the, the project is like a right team where maybe after five minutes you have to refresh. So that you can keep on watching the game, and that's how the club is short a lot of short tempo there, and that does not really favor most of these players from the academy or the B team who have the vision of playing for the first team. But yeah, like you said, another option is many, maybe 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 them going to a mid-table like that club. That would be great. But one of the things I will highlight is the fact that Alexis loan policy has been really uh bad in the in last years, but this is in a kind of improve. I love the way they reacted to Moleos. Molewa and Getafe and love the way they have most of the players that have gone out on loan this season are having minutes. And I think you have Rikelmi and Camilo are among the top players who are having minutes for a little this season. So back to those two players, a loan to a mid-table Liga side next year, they will be good to them. It takes them closer to the first team. Something I think the only player from that their generation, and I mean that generation, I'm talking about the generation of of Manu Sanchez, Victor Molewa. You have Tony Moya. I think the closest player who has the highest probability of making to the first team is Manu Sanchez. But then again, a lot of things depend on him. Maybe so. So that says a lot about the club. But them going to mid table Liga club will be good for them, given that they will be facing tougher position and quality, and they also have much room to go working under better coaches as compared to the second. Very well. Um. So. Uh, we said uh, last uh, in the last episode that uh, we will be discussing uh, one player every week from the uh, from the youth team, uh, and, and uh, obviously you just talked about Cameo and Drodo. Uh, another player uh, which we saw uh, multiple times this season, uh, who is part of the uh, UEFA youth team that is currently in the. The semi-final uh, of the uh, UEFA uh, Youth League uh, is Javier Serrano, uh, a very promising uh, midfielder, can play as a central midfielder and uh, a defensive midfielder. Uh, uh, Manuel, please give us your thoughts about uh, the very promising youngster. Well, I just talked about Manu Sanchez having the chance, highest probability of one of the B team players to make it to the first team. Well, Serrano is also another who in my opinion at the moment he has a higher probability even than players like Camilo and Rikemi who are out on loan. Well, he's a very, very, very good midfielder. I think most of us have seen. Well, he's a holding midfielder that is for me is his basic role, the role that's with him best so far is a holding midfielder. Well, that's good for 
him because Aliti really need one at the moment, but he's not really first team ready and Aliti might go for one in the market, which might maybe reduce his amount of chances, game time he has been having this season. But it looks like he's the player in the B team. Cholo has a lot of trust and Cholo has said a lot of good things about him and he might be the player who might make the first team sooner. Talking about his attribute, well, he's a player with a very decent ball playing ability. He also has the tactical intelligence. I think he's very good at reading the game, reading scenarios. If you watch the Yuli games in which he played as a holding midfielder, he was the kind of go-to man to start Alexis' game, bypassing team spreads, launching attacks, and also brilliant positioning for him in recovering balls. That is really great for him. And you, I think from the games he has played in the, in the first team, many have, have liked his fighting spirit. It's that ability to win the ball back, be it tackling, intercepting. Or, so that's something which is really great for him. I think it was the goal against, um, again, the match against Osasuna for Korea's goal. He played a key part in the goal, which was great because he, he kind of, Herrera's pass was not the best, but he did not give up on it and he had to play a return pass to Koke, who then put Korea through on goal. So he's basically a versatile player like you talked about, but I think his future lies in midfield and that is where I would like to see him play. Many have drawn comparisons with his fighting spirit he shows on the pitch like that of Gabi, which is obviously great. And I think he's a well-rounded player. That means he can not just play a holding, he can play several variety of roles in midfield. At the latest current setup, I would say he can play maybe one as one of the interiors, but I don't think he'll be as effective as he was the holding midfielder. But him playing as a holding midfielder will be a top tax given and Aleti currently, the holding midfielder has, it's not just, it's just Aleti, but in football, it's a tough role for anyone to play at because you are like kind of the man before they meet the defense and you have a lot of job to do. You screw up and the team is in very, lots of danger. But what I really like about him is his positivity, his energy, his energy, his consistent, his aggressive. And that's kind of tell you about, that kind of tells you a lot about the player is. And that maybe also shows why Cholo kind of likes him much because of those qualities. He's so aggressive, he's willing to press, give his 120% for the team. And the thing I really like about him is that his ability to really do well in tight spaces. And like I talk about, he helped the beating bypass the press. That does not just mean of terms of positioning, but able to receive between the lines, good body orientation when he's receiving the ball on the half turn. So to be honest, Amongst all the players in the B team at the moment, I kind of, he's the player I like the most because I see him with the most potential, which says, in my opinion, that he's, he might be the one we have been crying for because it's been long since we saw a player from their B team or the academy become a first team regular. We have seen players come and go four or five games, Manu Santo, for example, but we want to see many of them become regular and he has that opportunity to really be a regular under Cholo. Um, I mean, given Atleti's current uh, st state with central midfielders, uh, I think he will benefit from a long move next season. Uh, Atleti currently have Lamar, uh, Urente, Koke, and Depaul playing, uh, competing for uh, a place uh, uh, as a uh, to play in the, in the middle of the pitch. Uh, you have also uh, <coughs> Vass uh, and Saul returning from his loan at Chelsea. Uh, 
So uh, it, it'll be tough for Serrano to uh, to, to get minutes uh, playing uh, uh, at, at Atleti next season. Uh, so I think uh, a loan to a La Liga side will be beneficial for him. Uh, what, what do you think? Well, him going out alone is fantastic because he has, like the same thing I just said about Camilo and Enrique is good. He will be having game time, which is obviously very good. And also, we get to see more of him playing against tougher position, not just he's on each male, like under 19, and that will be really great for him. But, well, that all depends because he can maybe have a direct route. Like you said, if direct route to the first team, maybe not going alone like that of Lucas' stuff, giving the options. We currently have in midfield, and you know, I need to be going in for a holding midfield and next season. So, him going out alone is kind of his best way to kind of show the, the, the first so Cholo and the club what he can do. And a good season, a good having a good loan next season, that's if he goes on loan, might maybe bring him back to the team and he has, he has a place in the team. But then again, Let's say you are going for someone and let's say has condomium on the books. That means even if he has a good season, you have two players ahead of him. And he kind of keep talking about the short-term motion I just talked about. So at the moment, it's really tough for beating players who really have a shot at the first team, given the club's objective and how the method they are using to achieve those objectives. Very well. Uh, so that covers it all for today's episode. Uh, thank you so much, Emmanuel, for joining me. It was, it's always a pleasure talking with you at the... Same, same to you. Uh, and of course, thank you guys for sticking with us. Uh, remember, look at it and see you in the next episode.